Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It's radio that's good for you. Occasional problems with sexual intercourse are common for both sexes, and we hear more about it with men, with Viagra, and the commercials on TV, but you don't always hear about it as much with women. And my guest today is Dr. Becky Lynn. She's assistant professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Women's Health in the Division of Obstetrics and Gynecology at St. Louis University School of Medicine. So, Dr. Lynn, welcome to the show. How common as an obstetrician, are you seeing that women are willing to come to, I mean, to men, we have to shove them into the urologist to discuss anything. Are women coming to you with their concerns readily, or is this still a little bit of a stigma? Um, They are coming to me for these concerns. Um, I specialize in in sexual medicine and sexual health. So, But what I do hear is women come in and they say, I never knew who to talk to about this. I didn't think there was anything that could be done about this. So I hear it probably a lot more often than a general uh, obstetrician gynecologist in a regular practice. But what sparked my interest in this is that when I was doing general OBGYN, I was asked about sexual problems enough for me to say this is a real problem and we need to do something about it. So what is it that you're seeing? What, what kinds of issues are women coming to you about? Yes. So um, the most common ones that I see are lack of libido and pain with intercourse. Those are the two most common. I also deal with problems with arousal and problems with orgasm. Okay, so looking at painful intercourse, there could be a lot of reasons for this, whether it's ovarian cysts or endometriosis or any of these things. How do you figure out what's wrong first? Um, Well, I get a thorough history, and I do a good exam. Um, The the things I see most commonly are menopause, um, vaginal dryness that causes pain with intercourse. Some people will have sort of an involuntary spasm of the muscles that that surround the vagina that causes pain with intercourse. Those are the most common ones that I see as far as the vagina goes. Um, As far as pain in the abdomen with intercourse, it could be ovarian cysts, it could be endometriosis. So, you know, in combination, a good history and a good exam will help me figure out what it is, and then we can figure out how to treat it. That's so important. And when, so when women come to you and they're dus- discussing these kinds of things, there's so many things on the market. It can be quite confusing. There's estrogen yeah. and, t- and topical testosterone and all of these things. How do you help right. women sort through all of these things? Um, well, you know, I, I definitely stick with uh, options that have been approved by the FDA or studied in the medical literature, um, because if you look on the Internet, there's a lot of things out there that really don't have the research studies behind them to prove that they're safe and that they work. So in my armamentarium, I tend to stick with what we know about, and then what I choose depends on what the problem is. Okay, so let's tackle one of them. What do, what do you use the topical estrogens and things for? Topicals, what are those used for? Yeah. So the topical estrogens work very well for vaginal atrophy. And what happens is um, if women are lacking estrogen, and the most common reason for that is the menopause, but it could also be during breastfeeding. It could also be um, early ovarian failure due to chemotherapy or something like that. Um, The vagina goes from being very elastic and very moist and able to lubricate to very thin and dry, and that causes terrible pain. 
So um, there are, you know, a variety of ways you can do a vaginal estrogen, a pill, a ring, or a cream, and they all do a very good job at making the vagina like it was when there was estrogen around. And the good news about vaginal estrogen is that it's, it is absorbed into the bloodstream, but a very small amount, so it doesn't carry the same risks of blood clot, heart attack, stroke, like um, regular, you know, taking estrogen and progesterone in a pill form or a patch form. Wow. So that's really, really good to know. Now, speaking of all of these products women are trying do we look at the partner, and you said low, low libido, is some mm-hmm. of the issue, besides low libido, just maybe you don't find your partner as attractive as you used to, or you feel negative self-esteem and negative body Absolutely. image. How do you address some of those things? So I, in my history, um, I ask about the relationship, um, and I really try and get deep down into what's going on in that relationship. And, you know, I think this is incredibly important because a pill can't just fix everything or a little estrogen here isn't really going to fix everything if you're unhappy with your partner. So getting to the deep down um, questions, I do ask about how the relationship is going, and I do ask about body image and self-image. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in sort of a sexual self-esteem. I mean, you have to feel good as a sexual being and as a sexual person to share yourself with somebody else. So um, in discussing these matters, I go through all of those questions and, and hit on confidence, self-esteem, sexual self-esteem, relationship, all of that. Well, sure. And do sometimes you involve the partner? Yes. So the partner is always welcome to come. Um, some partners say, no way, I'm not going to talk about this, and other partners happily come. And I feel like I can get a lot of good information from the partner as well because it just gives me a little different vantage point. Yeah, I think that's important. And, and it mm-hmm. seems like partners, especially men, they just don't want to talk about these things. They don't always want to you know, listen to somebody, discuss them. They just get mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And women... Boy, we can just talk about anything, and we're the caregivers of society. So what do you tell women about putting their own mask on before they put on the mask of those loved ones? We have to take care of our own needs, including our sexual needs, before we can be a happy person. So actually, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I I tell people that relationships or marriage are selfish and selfless. So you have to be selfish, you have to worry about yourself and take care of yourself in order to give to somebody else. So it's, you know, I I do feel that women as caregivers, they are so busy worrying about the kids and taking care of the kids and they're doing these errands and they're working and, you know, they sort of lose themselves in all of that. But it is important to say, hey, I need to do something for myself also. So important. makes you a better person. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, we've heard a lot about the female Viagra, and, and uh, some of the ob I've been talking to on my shows are saying it shouldn't even be called that. So mm-hmm. what do you think about it? So it, it's definitely not a female Viagra. It works in a completely different way. Um, Viagra improves um, or increases blood flow to the penis, where um, the flibanserin um, works in your brain. And a woman's biggest sex organ is her brain. Um, so I think that this uh, flibanserin is a good option in some people. 
um, in someone who doesn't have a relationship issue or, you know, another issue that needs to be solved first. Um, but I don't think it's the, the answer for everybody, but I think it's an option for some. So then wrap it up for us about women and sexual dysfunction and what you tell women every single solitary day, Dr. Lynn, about dealing with this and taking care of ourselves. So, you know, I tell women that this is an important part in your life and you deserve to be heard. This is something that matters. I think sometimes people say, well, you know, there's nothing that can be done about it, but absolutely there is something to be done and every woman deserves to have a good sex life. Certainly do. Rock on. Absolutely true. (laughs) And you have a Twitter handle at Becky K. Lynn. So you can see more about her there. And the fact is, ladies, that we have to take care of ourselves. And as Dr. Lynn said, if we don't, if we're not happy, comfortable in our own skin, we're not going to do well when we're trying to take care of those that we love. And we are so busy that sometimes you just need to take a little time for yourself. And that includes your sexual health. This is Melanie Cole. And if you missed any of the great information that we're giving here, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. You can also hear us on iHeart, iTunes, or the free TuneIn Radio app. This is Melanie Cole again. Thanks for listening and stay well.